What's up, everybody, and welcome back. Today, I want to continue one of the podcasts that I did last week called Environmentalism is BS. I'll give you a quick summary just in case you missed it. So it isn't environmentalism specifically, at least this first part. And my argument was is that activists, be it for the climate or whatever it is, are usually looking for a cause that is outside of themselves because they don't want to face the things that are wrong in their lives that they can actually have an effect on. They get to feel good about themselves for doing whatever the cause is. They feel good about that, and they feel like they have some impact on the world. But in exchange, they keep their bad lives, and they avoid the things that they can actually do something about that actually take effort, and that will actually actually cause some type of strain on them be it emotionally, financially, spiritually, relationship-wise, and that really the best way to have any effect on the world is to first change yourself for the better. You become a great person, a great speaker, a great just a great person. You don't have to be extraordinary in any way. Just have your life together. And when you have your life together, you can inspire other people to get their lives together, and you can actually make real change that way. When you embody some political movement, whether that be for climate or something else, you actually have the opposite effect on people. You lock them down into their views and their beliefs, and they don't really like you that much. But you feel like they're, that you're doing good because you're fighting whatever your activist leader says is evil. And you get a dopamine hit for that. And when you go home, you you crash down to the ground as you realize your life is a mess and that Despite all your efforts in that cause you're fighting, it hasn't actually changed what's going on in your own home. The second part of the argument that I made was that the only environmentalism is the environmentalism. I mean, excuse me, I messed that up. The only environmentalism that matters is the environmentalism in your own head. The stuff that's going on in your own head. That's the stuff that you can actually do something about for sure. And... Today's world, I believe it is one of the most courageous things, the most beautiful things to um, use your mind to be like a human, <laughs> essentially. A lot of us kind of like are kind of like animals. We just live by emotions. We don't really think our thoughts are handmade for us, delivered through propaganda and the school system and our parents. And we go through our lives conforming and not making not becoming actual individuals, if that makes sense. The people who step out of the mold, become individuals, use their minds to solve problems, to create solutions to problems that we never thought were solvable, to even just to consciously raise their family in a way that is healthy and admirable is a great feat in today's world, to be honest. So that's my summary. The first part of this episode was about 16 minutes long, or 9 minutes long, 10 minutes long. It was one of my longer episodes, and I'm very proud of that episode. But on to part two. Now this one is, I guess you could say it's slightly political, but not really. As I mentioned, the activists get a dopamine hit from fighting a cause that doesn't actually change the world in any way, shape, or fashion, and actually makes people 
harden their values about the climate or whatever it is. And they go home from that dopamine hit and they crash to the ground as they realize their life is a mess. And they go out to escape that anxiety again. Go out to another rally, to another meet, protest for something else so that they can avoid all the trash and horrors of their own life. Now I want to talk about what the environmentalists would do if they actually cared about the environment. I already kind of alluded to some of it, which is to use their mind to think independently, to come to their own conclusions, and to get their lives right on a personal level before they try to change the world. You're most likely an American listening to this. Maybe you're international. I'm not sure how it is in the rest of the world. But Americans are pretty, pretty big people. If you know, if you're picking up what I'm putting down, we're very big people. And, you know, when you eat a lot of food, that means you take up a lot of resources. Like, for example, let's say for every pound of food I eat, it takes uh, a square foot of land. So I eat five pounds of food a day and I need five square feet of land to sustain me, right? If you are the size of three people in the one, one person is now taking up 15 square square feet of farmland, if that makes sense. If you actually cared about the environment, you would encourage people to lose weight because that would be less harmful on the ground because there would be less farmland needed, which means there were more forests, that means there more animals in there. That means the animals can survive longer and they have food for themselves, etc., etc. Bigger people also weigh heavily on the medical system. Most of the people that you find in the hospital are pretty big people, man. And let's say for every big person in the hospital, three normal people who took care of themselves are being neglected in the hospital lobby room. So now, let's say there's 10 people, and that's capacity, right? 10 big people taking up the capacity of 30 normal people causes the the prices of medical care to go up. And in America, we're kind of partially socialized. Even for somebody like me who's healthy and young and fit, if I were to go to a private insurer, I would pay hundreds of dollars, hundreds of dollars a month for some regular insurance, even though... There ain't nothing going to happen to me, man. Unless a terrible accident happens, I'm good. Bigger people also need more fabric to go on their bodies, right? And every fabric comes from somewhere. More cotton needs to be planted. Uh, More trees need to be cut down. More farmland created. Bigger buildings for more sweatshop workers. (laughs) The effects are infinite, pretty much. So, that's my part one. People say they care about the environment, but they don't want to actually tell people that maybe you could help by, you know, being a healthy weight, you know. And I mean this with no offense to anybody that's big. It's just pointing out the facts of reality. People get mad at the facts of reality. I'm just the messenger. You can get mad at reality, I guess. But reality ain't going to change for you. And another thing if people actually care about environmentalism, and I think this is way more important than being overweight or obese, which is the money supply. Wars, 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 wars. Do you know how they're funded? Wars are funded by tax dollars. 
and specifically printed tax dollars. For example, to finance the wars, they don't raise the taxes on the people. What they do is they go to the printing press, which is to say they go to the Federal Reserve, and they're like, hey, we need this money. And the Federal Reserve creates these things called bonds, and they create the bonds and then give the money to the government, something like that. And they go out and they spend it. And what happens is our prices go up and that's how we pay for the war. And war is very bad for the environment. Weapons flying around, bombs blowing up, destroying infrastructure that took hundreds of years to build, hundreds of thousands of man hours, and hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to build. All of it can be destroyed with one bomb strike, one napalm. And none of this would be possible if we had what economists call sound money. And that's just a, it's a phrase. I guess that's the best way to put it. It's a phrase to say that there should be limits on what the government can do with the money. For example, we used to have something called the gold standard, which means that every dollar had a certain amount of gold backing it, which meant that you could take your dollar, go to the government, and they would give you a certain amount of gold. Long story short, the government wanted to spend a lot more money than they had in gold, so they cut the gold standard off, and now they just print the money whenever they want it. And that allows for wars, because the money can just be printed. If you had to trade in your gold, then it would be a no-go every time. Now, I think it's pretty unreasonable to assume that the government would go back on the gold standard, because the cat's already out of the bag. Once the program is in existence, it doesn't go out of existence. So, if you actually care about the environment, about land, precious land that we have, we only have so much land getting blown up, people getting blown up, buildings getting blown up, tons of capital in terms of dollars and labor have been eviscerated within seconds. If you actually care about the environment in that way, then you would be a very big advocate of cryptocurrency or a gold-backed currency which is to say that you would be in support of money that isn't manipulated by governments or any central powers so that wars would not be funded except through explicit funding, which is taxation. Did you know that inflation was the reason that Hitler got into power? The Germany's currency was freaking inflated out crazy. And Hitler was like, yeah, man, I'll fix it just... You know, give me the give me the guns and stuff. <laughs> short, long story short, on that. But we all know the history of that stuff. We've all been taught about it. That's something that could have been prevented with sound money. Germany doesn't lose, get messed up in World War One because the war doesn't get funded because you can't tax the people enough to do it. And therefore, Hitler doesn't come into power. Therefore, millions of people don't die by extermination and. Uh, fighting to get those exterminated people free, etc., etc. Ad infinitum, I guess. So, the moral of the story is, if you actually care about the environment in some very important way, you're so noble and virtuous about the environment, you shouldn't go around. You should go around encouraging people to lose weight, and you should be in support of Bitcoin or a gold-backed currency where it cannot be manipulated. Because that manipulation is how we get wars funded. It's how 
we create dependence through the te- uh, through welfare and such th- other programs, which is also bad for the environment in other ways. Man, that was a lot. That's all I had to say. I think I made a pretty good argument. Maybe you should let me know. <laughs> let me know if it was a good argument. Maybe there were some holes in it. Maybe there was. I'm pretty sure there was. Not perfect, but that's all I got to say. I hope you learned something good from this, and I will see you next time. Oh, snap. Before I get off. Before I get off. The reason that I tell you this is the same reason I tell you everything. You need to be aware of how people manipulate other people. When you see the environmentalists doing their thing out in the streets, causing havoc, or any other activist for that matter, just know that their cause, they aren't fighting for the actual cause that they say that they're supporting. It's usually something like the opposite, and they're usually doing it to distract themselves from their own problems that they could actually solve in their own lives. And if they wanted to solve the problems for real, they would first solve their own problems and then do things that are in people's control, like encourage them to lose weight and then support cryptocurrency and gold back currency and other such things that are actually doable within their lives that can actually have effect on people in their environment. But that's uncomfortable. And it's going to cause some strain and some friction and some con- and some conflicts and some broken relationships and stuff. And that's not what those people want. They want it easy. They want all the glory, all the dopamine of saying that they got, they did some big calls, they're a part of some big calls, without any of the consequences of actual moral judgment and actions. You have been inoculated against manipulation from environmentalists and all activists of every type now. Now that you know, you cannot see it. You're one of me now. Yeah, <laughs> you will no longer be manipulated by that, and you will see right through it because it is BS. And with that being said, I will see you in the next one.